If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Are they, are they, are they saying boo? Or are they saying booans? I thought you were going to say boo-unk. Boo-unk. Boo-eat. CM boonk CM boonk C boo-unk-punk. Young boonks. The young boonks. The young boonks. Kenny Boomega. There it is. I don't know. It's a Simpsons reference. Yes. Because last night on AEW Dynamite, they're in Chicago, and the Chicago crowd, I love them. They're so great. And like an excited dog, they don't know what the, they want. They want to make loads of noise, and they chase after the cars. But when mm. they get to the car, they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, screw CM Punk. Also, boo the elite. It was brilliant. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Luke Cohen is off ill today. He's ill. He's he is, a sick boy. He's never ill. Send Luke some love, some get well wishes. He's still kind of working. He's on the emails and stuff, but shouldn't be. Uh, he shouldn't be. And press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on demand for what you thought of this episode of Dynamite. And if you're watching live, get in those Omega chats. We can call them that again. The Boomega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. So what this was, it's round two in the best of seven series of the Elite versus Death Triangle Trios Championship match. Fantastic match at the pay-per-view. Mm. Fantastic match here. Mm. But there was trepidation because the Elite had a very, very, well, public, but also behind closed doors, mm. spat with yeah. CM Punk. Yes. And CM Punk is from Chicago. Is he? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. He doesn't really make a big deal out yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. But they love him. Mm. So this was essentially the elite going into the lion's den, going into enemy territory. And we were saying yesterday in the office, how is Chicago going to react to them? Mm-hmm. And they initially, when the elite came out, there were boos. Mm. You could definitely hear them, and I felt <laughs> definitely hear them. Yeah. I could barely hear their entrance music. The boos were so loud. I miscalled a, a crowd reaction last week, <laughs> so whenever I was like, the crowd did this, I was like, I'm just going to double check yeah. that three times. Um, they yeah, they booed them. I thought the elite initially looked a bit taken aback. Mm. 
Interesting. I didn't pick up on that. I just, you know, like they're a bit cautious. Say, okay, yeah, they're definitely booing us. Yeah, they're smart guys. Yeah, it was. They are. It was always uh, a strong possibility that that was going to happen. Yeah. So they definitely had planned stuff in advance for if it happened. But knowing something will happen in theory is very different to actually experiencing it. Mm. So I thought, I mean, you know, maybe they're just great sellers. I thought they were genuinely taken aback by the booze. It could have been, for sure. Yeah. But then from that point onwards, they just worked the crowd beautifully like <sighs> pantomime villains. So good. Doing CM Punk go to sleep chants. Can you make a hit the go to sleep? Mm. Like, take that, Kenta. Yeah, exactly. What what a what a sh- what a shot at Kenta specifically, Kenny and no one else. Kenny Omega bit, I think Penta's arm or Phoenix's arm. I think it was Pac. The other one then. Yep. <laughs> Just like all of these BTE style references mm. to brawl out. I think with this one though, a BTE can get a little bit too self-referential at times i think it's very much like an in-joke of an in-joke of an in-joke at times i think this trolling on this show was the perfect level of trolling because pretty much everyone in that crowd is going to know exactly what they're doing and i think of all the 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 spots the biting on the arm was the most like insider reference like you have to know what was in the reports hitting a gts you understand that cm punk has been suspended the elite have been suspended there's beef even if you don't know all the details a bite on the arm spot and the crowd to <laughs> the crowd to react like that for a bite on the arm spot was like everyone knows everything about all the reports that have come out in this crowd. And that Matt Jackson purposefully botching a buckshot oh, was so funny. I I could not stop laughing when I was watching it. I think this match had the perfect level because in a best of seven series, you can run the risk of doing the same match seven times. This match was completely different to their mm. pay-per-view match. Had a completely different vibe because they were in Chicago and they played the match differently. And it wasn't just comedy and trolling. They had that that layer and that element of it. And then they also had a great wrestling yeah. match as well on top of that because they can do that because they're all great. I loved this trolling of the crowd and I love that the crowd played into it back. Mm. As you put it in your edited review, this was very pantomime. This was, we're going to tell you to do a thing, and then you respond back with the appropriate response. And then we'll do that again, and then we'll go again. And it's a nice symbiotic relationship we've got here. To the point where I think that the, the turning point for me, because when they first made their entrance, I was like, oh, oh, oh that's genuine hate. Yeah. Oh, they don't like the elite at all. But there was a turning point in the match where they started chanting, this is awesome. And the match, I was like, they wouldn't chant that if they didn't actually like the elite. That's it. There was a This Is Awesome chant. There was definitely a FCM Punk chant mm. at one point, which we already got uh, all out. Not mm. all out. But, ah, not Forbidden Door. Revolution. Full oh. gear. <laughs> Bash at the Just, beach. I'll get there. Right? I was actually going reverse chronological <laughs> order. I'm just so scared about Survivor Series. <laughs> It's not till next week. I know. Yeah, we're taping and everyone who's excited. Oh we're yeah, it's spoilers, another, I guess. We're taping we're doing another, another survival series. Um, so I have been reading the autobiography of the best stand-up comedian working today, which is Stuart Lee. Mm. And he goes very in depth about how you interact with an audience and how much you can heckle and make fun of an audience back. Yes. And he said, you can't just go into a place and go, well, Kent is rubbish, isn't it? You're full of um, chavs, 
right? Sure. Because that's just mean-spirited, superficial rubbish. Mm -hmm. But if you go in somewhere and you it's play cheap a game, heal heat, it's what it is. Heat. Yeah. If you go in there and you say, well, you know, Kent's rubbish because of wow, the the one-way system around Dartford, you get it's that local knowledge. It's mm. like showing the audience that you've given them the respect to read up on their what they love mm. before tearing it apart makes people go Ah, but in context, this is a joke. Mm. And that is definitely how I saw all of this trolling through the lens of. That moment, the bite mm. and the crowd reacting to it, I think that is the elite winning over the Chicago crowd, where they're mm. like, that's so good. <laughs> you are trolling us so well. We're going to yeah. give you a this is awesome charm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. This was perfectly done, I think. Uh, and for me as well, uh, another element of this is what makes for me this best of seven series so exciting is having these different elements to it and there's also the layers of the elite story and their comeback mm. and the score between the elite and death triangle and what matters for the trios titles and there's also the death triangle story at the same time so you have an elite story you have a death triangle story and you have the the um, competitive story between them yeah. and you have so many layers to all of this and all of it plays out in every match because the finish of this match was uh, Matt Jackson going to use the hammer of his own that they used to get the win at full gear. Off the back of a low blow. Yeah, Double off cheating. the back of a low blow. Uh, going to use the hammer. Penta then reveals that he has his own hammer, <laughs> which he then uses, and Pack gets the pin for the win, which is just so well done. Again, also, Death Triangle win again. Mm. Elite got cocky and lost again. So now they're 2-0 down in the best of seven. I really like that. And losing in Chicago, I think that's a very smart booking decision. Uh, and then there was the element of Phoenix still being like, I still yeah. don't like the way we won that. Like, there's so many elements and layers to this story and so many different ways to enjoy it, whether it's superficially because it's good wrestling or you like one layer of it with the elite stuff or another layer with the Death Triangle story. So many parts to enjoy about this that it made it for such a fun match to watch. Multi-layered. Multi-layered. If it was just the Elite come out, their first Dynamite back in however many months, and they squash the Nightmare Factory mm. while doing all the CM Punk taunts mm. and the bite, totally different story. Absolutely. Because that is just out and out, This that's an asshole move to do. Yes. For something you've been telling everyone else, hey, let's not talk about this, let's move past this. But yeah, because you had all those layers, the story was well-respected, <laughs> It worked with the interplay with the Chicago crowd for me. I thought it was just, it couldn't have been done better mm. for what they had to deal with. I'm going to be devil's advocate. They are co-executive vice presidents of the company. Mm. They are also going out and saying, do not bring this up. We want to move forward from it. Kenny Omega yeah. was in, was it Sports Illustrated in the interview? I can't remember the Essentially source, yeah. said that on the day of the show. Mm. Um, either that's fantastic heel heat or it's mixed messages that undermine the line you are trying to draw underneath this situation. Yeah. So while I do think in context of this match and the arena, it worked brilliantly, long term, mm. I think it is going to give AW problems when they want to say, okay, drop the punk stuff now, fans, because you know, they're not doing that themselves. They've set precedent for bringing it up yeah. at this point. And I think there was a report from, I think it was Meltzer on uh, Observer Radio saying that people who are close to Punk have said that he's not happy with that trios match. How could you Which, be? you know, fair. Um, it's, it's all the guys making fun of you for you losing your job. 
In your hometown. In your hometown, which he loves. Like, regardless of who's wrong or right here, you know, you are in a sort of vict- victor and loser scenario now that the investigation is, is over. Mm. So, yeah, that is a dickhead move. It, it is. And where the line is drawn is very difficult. And it can be perceived <clears throat> as hypocritical to say, like, guys, come on, let's let's move past yeah. it. We just want to do stories now. When those stories then involve the thing that you're trying to move past. It definitely can be. At the same time, I loved it. So, <laughs> I you know, criticize me if you want. I loved it. So, the, sue me. There were a few. Well, don't don't say that. He's very litigious. <laughs> not punk, but fans watching. The, there were moments in this match, and I have not experienced this once, honestly. Well, maybe in that first week, but mm. since since all out brawl out, where I was like. I want to see Punk come back. Is this a work? Mm. Because if Punk is coming back and he's going to have a feud with Kenny Omega, which would be money anyway, mm. now it would be freaking massive box office. Yeah. I thought, like, when Omega hit the GTS, I was like, I want that to happen mm. more than I want Punk going back to WWE now. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think, well, if elite are doing this yeah is this all now a work and i, I cannot believe i'm saying that. and well no okay is it all a work no yeah, no yeah, yeah. no not all a work but they no. are turning it into a they're work they're turning it into an angle now they've like reconciliated behind the scenes and all that stuff it's a possibility i don't think that is the case but it is a possibility uh and i wouldn't be surprised if they're like come on guys let's move past the punk thing now forget about it so that we can bring punk back later and it's a big surprise like it (laughs) totally could be a possibility i don't think that's the case at all i think they're just doing what the elite do and do very self-referential and troll and that because that's what they do um regardless i had fun if it is now part of the elite's characters and act that they keep on saying guys can we just move past the cm punk thing but they're always the ones bringing it up I'm not against that if in February mm-hmm. they're doing one of those bits and then yeah. Punk walks out full yeah. of piss and vinegar with Larry that yeah. in a way like a snapping <laughs> turtle. Less Larry, but more Punk. Yeah. I'm into that. That's a tag team. <laughs> or, you know, tri- Trio's Championship. Um, mm-hmm. Punk, Larry and Ace Steel. <laughs> I was going to say, when I started that, I was going to say punk and FTR. I thought you were here. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. See what you'll think of it. Yeah. Of course, uh, get your Omega chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, Scott Young, 2907. Let's break it down. The elite are higher ups and executives for a company. Whatever you think of Punk, he is still an employee of said company, so you have three execs mocking an employee. That's a massive lack of professionalism, in my opinion. It's a valid point. It totally is a valid point. Yeah. Um, and you can't deny the power dynamics that are at play. Totally valid. I understand why it wouldn't be for some people's tastes. I get it. Yeah, I, I, it, that is a side of this. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And you've got to think, how does that impact the rest of the roster? Like, mm. who don't like the elite or maybe mm. feel a bit politicked out by the elite? Yeah. They're there going, well, now I can't even... St- I've got to walk on eggshells even more because yeah. I don't want to be treated like this. Mm. Um, Charles Berg, I love pettiness. <laughs> so those digs at Punk were... Chef's kiss. I don't blame the Chicago crowd for booing the elite. I mean, these are people who call a casserole a pizza. (laughs) Charles Berg healing it up here. So critical thinking was never their strong suit. Deep dish is good, but it's not pizza. Bacon rasher. Hi, you lads. I I, I did see, sorry, just before you go on to this one, I did see Charles Berg in the chat before we went live say, just so you guys know, I really like Chicago. <laughs> Don't hate me for what I've ultra chatted today. What are you saying? Are you saying this was a joke? <laughs> that I shouldn't take 100% seriously? Oh my word. Bacon Rasher. Hiya, lads. I thought the trolling from the elite was brilliant and worked the crowd in a good way. They're loved by all wrestling fans. Oh, I don't know. Check out the comments section, Bacon Rasher. Yep. Question, Punk and FTR or the elite? Your promotion and you can't swap or fire them. One more chat coming for you, Ollie. Thank you. Um, oh, that's a... I mean, FTR and Punk. Mm. I'd, go for, I'd go for FTR and Punk. Yeah, I know you would. Uh, so close. Uh, I, I would be such a good boss for Punk because I would do anything else. <laughs> I would fire the. That is not. Would... That's not being a good boss, Ollie. No, 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 no. You, you misunderstand. Because then he'll be my friend. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'll take the elite probably. 
Yeah, why not? William Rosmer, the elite in Chicago is the new HBK in Montreal. I was thinking that anti-MJF in Long Island when mm. I was see it, watching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is making me feel like something has been worked out between the sides. Uh, otherwise, Kenny's statement in the Sports Illustrated article and last night's match feels like a super petty move. Probably was. Yeah, it could also be just a super <laughs> petty move. But... I I don't really see pettiness from Omega. I think mm. generally Kenny Omega conducts himself very very well. Um, it's the Bucks' sense of humor that often yes turns things petty. So Kenny, yeah, Kenny did bite his arm. <laughs> Uh, Stephen, Stevie Howlin, the Chicago crowd surprised me in the very best way. They were in on the joke rather than legitimately angry and elevated an already fantastic match to another level. I agree. That that explains what we've been saying very yeah. succinctly. Uh, they're the third character of this story. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought? Chicago, a great crowd. <laughs> Power Packers number 90, Menberg for nine, 15 months. I was there. Awesome. Nice. It was fun chatting Wisconsin sports chant. It was fun chanting Wisconsin <laughs> sports chants for the elite. Chicago and Wisconsin teams have major rivalries, like my Packers owning them. It's the Bears, apparently. Um, we've got uh, some moderator context here from John. It's American rules football teams and a American very long-standing rules. rivalry. Derby. He's translated it for us. Mm -hmm. into, into English speak. Football! That's all we know. That's all yeah. we know. And yeah. There's no, certainly no pettiness in our football. Absolutely not. None at all. So let's get on with the Dynamite episode. It's a Thanksgiving episode. Thanksgiving Eve. Eve. So uh, there was a little turkey animation. There was. On a lot of the graphics. I'm really glad that that's basically as far as it went. And they weren't like, let's have a Thanksgiving street fight match. Because I'm like, don't do that. But I like they, they reference it. It's nice. It, it's tailor-made for the JAS to come out and have a Thanksgiving dinner as an in-ring segment. Why did that not happen? I, you know what? That's fair. If you want to do the sports entertainment faction, do a sports entertainment thing. I get it. That's, That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I really like the concept of the JAS. I wish they did it. Mm. Because this is, yeah, like Jake Hager with the hat. Perfect. And then you go into the Orange Cassidy match. Mm. Um, anyway, this show opened up on just an outstanding segment. Oh, I love this. Uh, Regal comes out, you know, get go right into where we left off at Full Gear Revolution. Forbidden Door. It's definitely just Full Gear. Full Door, Forbidden Revolution, out. Ooh. Great balls of fire. Uh, Regal comes out and he says, MJF isn't going to be here tonight. He's busy filming a movie because he's better than you mm -hmm. and he 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 said that everything will be explained next week mm -hmm. um you know their sort of heel plot and he also said that he sent an email a few weeks ago to mjf which yep. says to me like this isn't a long-running <clears throat> plot by max because max came back at all out mm -hmm. and his plot was with the firm yep so whatever he's figured out with Regal here has come after their promo together. Which I think checks out. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think their their initial promo together with MJF kind of accosting <laughs> Regal and being like, I've succeeded despite you, that kind of initial promo. I, I think it makes sense for that to be kind of the, the catalyst of whatever plan they forged together out of this. I think 
I'm, I'm intrigued. See what happens next week. You probably realized, oh man, this firm storyline is rubbish. <laughs> Stop trying to make the firm happen. Uh, I really liked Regal here. I love heel Regal and him just being like, you know, Mr. Freeman doesn't have time to come to places like, where are we? Where are we again? Chicago was so proud of being Chicago. It was great. And, you know, there was FU Regal chance and he just kind of glanced around. So uncouth. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, love heel Regal. This is so much fun. He was so quiet. Mm. You know, and it wasn't a Mike issue, which is usually the problem in AEW. Mm. He was on purposely talking quiet yeah. to make the crowd like, I have more power than you. Yeah. And I'm hardly lift, raising my voice. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Then Moxley makes his entrance, and I thought, this poor guy can't go on holiday. Mm. He's always needed. No he, vacation. He comes in. Yeah, he should have a no days off John Moxley <laughs> t-shirt at least by this point. He's going to go right for Regal. Danielson, to his credit, sprints out. Because I'm there thinking, where's Blackpool Combat Club? Where's Blackpool Combat Club? Danielson zooms in like he had actually just heard Moxley's music. And just started sprinting. Like wearing a beanie, like not wearing his gear. Like it looked like, oh, Danielson's in street clothes and he's just found out about this. He needs to get to the ring right now. It's very well done. He zooms in under the bottom rope and he stands in between Moxley and Regal. And I just thought everyone was very good here. But Danielson for me was on another level. Mm. He said, "Do not, I love this man, Regal. I know he's turned on you, but look at us. We've all done bad things. And then he just went into how Regal had helped Danielson cope with his own father's alcoholism because of Regal's addiction issues, mm -hmm. tying that into Moxley's addiction issues that he got sorted or at least, you know, went to get help for last year, uh, brought his daughter into that. And I was just like, oh my God, mm. I have never had to feel so uh, many complicated emotions off the back of a heel turn. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like the the way that Danielson portrayed it to say like the reason I love William Regal is because for the last ten years of my dad's life before he passed away I was able to love him is like oh that's like a huge like gut punch that you have to like rationalize in your head while you're watching this conflict of this man who clearly just wants to beat the hell out of this man who betrayed him to listen to this other guy that he respects to be like, you're making a great point, but I also want to beat this man up because he turned his back on me. And I don't like that. So many conflicting emotions, this. And I think Moxley, you said Danielson did a great job here. I loved Moxley in this segment as well. He said so much without saying anything. So many fantastic facial expressions and just him going to the ropes, holding yeah. on and just shaking the ropes ever so slightly and the camera zooming into his hand just to show the vibrations in his hand and all the energy that he had pent up inside him. I was like, this is incredible. This is exactly what I want from my wrestling. This is amazing. Just in case anyone hasn't seen Dynamite uh, and is painting a visual picture of John Moxley doing an Ultimate Warrior spot <laughs> in this it was it was more subtle. It was a, a it was slight a vibration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was it was all good. It's not what I expect. I, I was like, but the punches and the kicks. Why am I crying? Yeah, and um, I I really made me think of you know that that end of the second act of any standard movie with the hero and the villain, and the hero gets the chance to beat up the villain, but chooses mm. the moral high ground and mm. says you just go and that's what moxie says to regal he says run never come back and it i've you know i've seen movies that never works out the 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 bad you, guy either you, you've seen lion king yeah yeah when scar <laughs> says it to simba the bad guy comes back yeah and the 
the good guy either has to kill the bad guy mm -hmm. or the bad guy kills the good guy. And, yep. you know, considering Moxley still hasn't had that vacation, I imagine it's going that way. And Regal leaves. Yeah. I thought this was brilliant. They that there were so many things that had to be done here and they did nothing and mm. still made me more excited for next week's episode, yep. which is what's been missing from AEW for me. I haven't had those big cliffhanger character or story moments where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. I didn't get anything from NJF, mm -hmm. not even appearance. I didn't get an explanation from Regal. I didn't get what's going to happen to the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm more confused about that. I didn't get anyone brawling. And yet it was it was done perfectly. It absolutely was, because this, I think, made you think about the ramifications of a heel turn <laughs> much more than you would normally. Mm -hmm. This wasn't Moxley is annoyed and Regal's a heel. You had that element of it. And then you had Danielson being like, actually, no, don't beat this guy up. You'll actually kill him if you do. <laughs> oh, yeah, he has too <laughs> many injuries. Do not hurt him. You'll kill him if you do that. And Moxley being forced to swallow his anger. You know, Moxley. Mox We've mm. seen Moxley. He loves a fight, right? He doesn't care about all that stuff. But being forced to swallow his pride and just be like, all right, fine. Just, just leave instead. And him having to come to terms with that was brilliant. And the interplay between Danielson and Moxley and looking forward to the explanation of MJF that much more to see mm. what MJF and Regal looks like I think it was a very bold move to not have MGF on this show yeah. and to not have an explanation for the action. So I think that is the thing that people were most looking forward to coming out of uh, Full Gear. And maybe they wanted to delay it because it was in Chicago and for whatever reason that would mess with things. I don't know because MGF is always going to be a heel in Chicago regardless. And I know he's an out and out heel anyway. Genuinely but, filming a movie. Yeah. But like genuinely like not around. Mm. And I don't know if that was a happy coincidence or whatever, or if he could have come, but decided mm -hmm. not to they were like nah just stay on the movie it'll be fine we do it next week i don't know but it paid off to not have any progression but also loads of progression at the same yeah. time it is masterfully done i've got so many more questions and mm. i'm excited for them yeah uh we cut backstage to keith lee Renee paquette wants to interview him um but swerve walks in and mm. says let's talk mm. and keith lee says yes and swerve puts his hand over the camera yes and yeah so this was this hardly took up any time at all. I thought we were moving on from the will they team together thing. So I I don't know if this is still a a will they team together thing. Uh I I got more of the sense of Keith Lee is very ready to be done with him. Mm. But he is giving Swerve one final chance to convince him otherwise. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. And I don't think they will reconcile. No. I, and nor should they. Uh, but I like the fact that it's, again, not as simple as what we've come to expect. A tag team breaks up and then they, they go their separate ways or they have a feud and they hate each other. End of story. This is still another thing that we're not used to. of A tag team splitting, but still being like, I still want to like you. But you're forcing me not to, you know, like there's still another element to it. And I like it. Yeah. I, yeah. From that perspective, it is. But at the same time, the story is well overdue for being finished and, and moving into the next phase. After that, we had Jake Hager versus Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic Championship match. Brilliant comedy match. So Used fun. a bunch of JS from the outside and the best friends interference. Mostly built around 
Jake Hager's little purple hat, which he loves. The hat was possibly the most over thing in the match. It's so well done. And it's just, it's so perfectly (laughs) placed in the match where he wrestles with it on. Great. (laughs) Love it already. The fact that it becomes the most important thing in the match. Like, Jake, part of the finish of this match was Jake Hager releasing a hold to get his hat because Orange (laughs) Cassidy took it off his head. That is so stupid. I love it. Yeah. It is a brilliant level of silliness. The exact right level of silliness, I think. Uh, Cassidy retained. Then the Nightmare Factory came out because they've been... just called the Factory. Sorry, the Factory. The Cody Rhodes days. Uh, Because they've been feuding on and off with the best friends. And I was just like, oh, God's sake. And something was going wrong with the... I don't know if you noticed this. The screen kept on going Mm. black. So they're obviously trying to find the right light switch Mm. to do the blackout spot. And I, I just thought, I thought that was intentional. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I thought they turned the screen off to be like, that's step one. And then QT Marshall's mic cut out and was like, that's step oh. two. Then the lights cut out. That's step three. Oh, I take it back then. That is that is a fun way of doing it. Mm. Um, I was just like, oh, Danhausen's going to jump them from behind. <laughs> yeah. But then, no, blackout. Lights come up. House of Black are there. Uh, but first with Julia Hart on mm. the ramp and everything. And they just destroyed everybody out there they looked I awesome it. i liked it a lot mm-hmm. they beat up everybody and that made me real happy and then they did a dante's inferno on the ramp to a random security guard and that made me happy as well <laughs> and this is great i love house of black and i'm so happy they're back i can't wait to see what they do next trios championships surely would be amazing if they if they can build up them over the next month and a bit until the best of seven series is done and go right into a, a few with the whoever wins comes out on top out of that Big fan. I've said it for a long time. I think maybe not paper, but premium live event uh, worthy currently. But I think you can just strap the rocket to Malachi Black, have him enter the title scene immediately as a challenger for MJF, as a sort of tweener, um, and just, yeah, build for four weeks to a match on a special episode of TV. Mm. So I would also go for that. I do not think they're going for the All-Atlantic title, Mm. despite entering in that segment. They never held it up. This is just, we are back and we hate everybody. It might be a feud with um, kind of best friends, brackets general, for a, li- for, for a little bit, like a, a dominant, fe- like a short dominant feud for House of Black to just beat some people. Okay. Because they can't immediately go against Death Triangle or, or Elite. They're busy right now. For the next few weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a couple of mm. matches with them. Yeah. Might be into that. We then got the final of the Eliminator World ch- the World title eliminated tournament yes uh, which was ethan page and ricky starks this was a decent match i thought it got really good in the second half mm. uh, and it was pretty much all ricky starks me i'm not saying ethan page was bad in the match Mm-mm. but his character journey here the portrayal of him just has not clicked with me even though i love ethan page as a talent uh, but ricky starks i'm fully behind i thought he was a great baby face in peril bandaged up his entire torso and he comes back to win yeah, and this was designed to portray the babyface story of Ricky Starks. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Ethan Page's story here. He was just the heel that Ricky Starks needed to overcome in this match. Uh, and I thought they did that story really well. I really like the booking of Ricky Starks from Rampage to Full Gear to here, yeah. doing like a bunch of wrestling all in a row to be like, yeah, he's he's disadvantaged over Ethan Page. That makes loads of sense. And him being bandaged up and stuff like that, 
Um, lots of some really like uh, really clever counters I thought in this match. Like there was a, a tornado DDT off the ropes where uh, Ethan Page just like dunked him onto the mm. ropes instead. But like, no, uh, which was really great. I liked that Stokely Hathaway dragged Ethan Page out of the way of a dive, which was really cool, yeah. and then got ejected. I'm like that's a fun spot. I really like that. But then Sarks came back and won with two spears, and it was really good. Yeah. Very fun match. And that builds Starks for a world title shot of Winter is Coming against MJF. Love it. MJF and Ricky Starks headlining one of the biggest TV specials of AEW's calendar. Big fan. That is like that is homegrown stuff that makes me very proud of the promotion. Absolutely. And I want between now and then, I want the Ricky Starks promo. Yeah. Between now and then. And I think when he when he's uh, faced with MJF slash Regal, that could totally happen. The like big, like memorable Ricky Starks promo. Cause he's done the occasional very good promo already. People know he can talk and people know he can wrestle. I just want like, you know, MJF has had like career defining promos about like five or six of them at this point. I want one Ricky Starks one between now and then. And that would make me so happy. It's funny. Cause all of these guys are very good friends. Mm. I know a lot of them are, are friends because they work at AEW. But it was a clip shared for a high spot special interview from I think 2019. Egos, amigos, I think is what it's called. Sure. It's Ethan Page's show. Yeah, and it's just a uh, Ethan Page, MJF, and Ricky Starks just all chatting on a couch. Mm. Uh, two microphones between them, passing mm. it around. It's one of those <laughs> jobs. We're, we're well familiar with that. Oh yeah, and yet it's i think mjf is going to be very motivated to make starks look awesome mm. as was ethan page here yeah. so yeah really really promising uh wardlow got a promo against samoa joe jay cargill uh said no comment on little bow wow and mark sterling fired kira hogan from the baddies mm. i thought mark sterling was fired i didn't know he was part of that act anymore Maybe he's just a lawyer that comes in for contract. Rights. I can't remember. I don't know what happens with Mark Sterling. I think the bigger thing is you don't care. And I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, there was also just uh, before as well, before the Ethan Page Ricky Starks match, there was a Jungle Boy promo oh, as yeah. well, um, where he just said, hey, I won and I'm great. It was good. Just like a, ni- a nice like little full stop to be like, hey, we remember that Jungle Boy won, but he's not on this show. Elite took on Death Triangle, which we've covered quite in depth. We got... Uh, Before the three-way women's tag match, Renee Paquette announced on the stage that the management have spoken to Thunder Rosa and she has decided to relinquish her AEW World Championship due to injury. This will be applied retroactively. So Tony Storm is now considered a full AEW Women's Champion, Mm -hmm. as is Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter comes out. She's about to cut a celebration promo when Britt Baker takes the mic from her and cuts a promo on Hater's behalf. Hater initially looks a bit like, huh? And then the crowd start to boo Baker for not letting Hater speak. And Hater's then like, no, no, it's okay, guys. It's okay. We're mates. Yeah. So re- really nice first tease. Yeah. Um, well, first tease. Yeah. <laughs> of this of this part. Of, of Baker versus Hater 3.0. Phase yeah. four. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it was always worked on in the uh, in the Baker saga. Yeah. But now phase, this is the first bit of phase four. Of the Hater saga. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, this was, it, it was very well done. And I'm really happy for Jamie Hater that she gets to not have the asterisk yeah. next to it now and just be like, no, I'm an actual world champion. That's nice. Um, I also quite enjoyed the, the tag match that came next. Or oh, just before you do, just, uh, on Thunder Rosa. Hmm. I love Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. but you know, 
and and there's loads of sides to this, I imagine. There's the Baker camp, which mm. is we think Rosa should have dropped her title to Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. But then you've got the Rosa side, which is I'm injured. It's a back injury. I'm not going to risk it. But then every other people are like, well, you know, other people have worked on a lot more severe injuries. You could have at least dropped the title in one match. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to. So it's like, yeah. Why wasn't Thunder Rosa out here to cut the promo herself? I don't know, but I don't know that she had to be, you know? I think if you wanted to, again, draw a line under these ideas that Rosa Mm. is difficult to work with, her absence was quite potentially telling. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I didn't, maybe it's just because I really like Jamie Hayter. I was like, oh, cool, that's great. So I didn't really focus on the Thunder Rosa not being there. Um, But yeah, there's some stuff to unpack if you want to from that but I'm choosing not to. <laughs> Where's the interaction of Baker and Hater like just smarmily looking at, at Rosa? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we need that. If if I was booking long-term feuds, I'd certainly want to. Unless the performer didn't want to do it twice. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Um, yeah, but this tag match was, mm. was decent. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I really liked that they had Sky Blue on the show. And kind of like Chicago hometown. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, got it's from Chicago. Nice, yeah. So it was nice that the crowd could just get into like the underdog hometown here and be like, ah, we like that person. Which, of course, and then she gets pinned. Which, of course, is the one that gets pinned. But it, it worked very well for, for that because she got a really nice like home spot <laughs> later on. Mm-hmm. Did a really cool like code red. Like she like rolled into it nicely. And it was it was really nice. Um, I'll also say, and okay, okay. Oh. I have disagreed with you since you mentioned about JAS and you said they should wrestle like sports entertainers. I've disagreed with you because I don't want to see sports entertainment in AEW. Mm-hmm. I, I disagree with that. Don't do a gimmick based on it then. <clears throat> in this match, I did think that there is absolutely nothing separating TJ and any other tag team. They wrestle exactly yeah. the same. And when they say, Ty Mello, she's a sports entertainer, but she has a background in all this very real fighting. She's a great <laughs> fighter. I'm like, what does that mean then that yeah. she's a sports entertainer? There's no substance to it and while i don't think necessarily you need to wrestle like a sports entertainer because i do think that would actually detract from the product i think there are elements that you can include in the presentation that would aid with that that Mm. they're not doing um and then just putting over that she's a legit like mma fighter as well it's like well then she's not a sports entertainer is she she's just a fighter that doesn't doesn't work whatever just a little thing i noticed um baker won with the stump on it uh hater managed to take down sky blue and then uh baker hit the stump on sky blue and got the pin nice so they work together work together which is uh, a good way to stretch this out mm. afterwards ftr and top flight had a respectful interview <clears throat> top flight were like we think you're amazing we want to match for those roh tag team titles and ftr were like well we're not going to turn down a fight because goddamn, we just want we just want to wrestle guys yeah we just want to be on a show so they're gonna fight on rampage yeah i added those bits they didn't say that. they didn't say that but it was nice i'd really love to see ftr go for the AEW tag titles at some point no well but you've got so many other better teams more worthy like who ollie like jeff jarrett and jay lethal <laughs> so the acclaim come out next <laughs> love to see them rap listen listen it's daddy ass 
His hands are healed. They can all do the scissoring spot. But Bowen's mentioned, sorry, Caster mentioned Jay Lee. Uh, it was just Jeff Jarrett, wasn't it? Mm. Slap nuts in his rap. Not even in a derogatory way, actually. It was just quoting mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett's line. So that was enough for Jeff Jarrett to interrupt on the Tron. And they said, well, you know, don't do that. And <laughs> the acclaimed's like, well, whatever. And they all scissored three way. And that was it. So probably building to a Lethal and Jarrett versus acclaimed match. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't care. And also, why would Lethal and Jarrett get a world title shot when they just lost on pay-per-view? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't like this. Yeah, I think like it was fine in isolation, <clears throat> but it's about the... You know, oh, I'm not excited for this at all. Whereas a lot of stuff on this, I think everything else on this episode mm. made me optimistic mm. for the direction. Absolutely. This yeah. was this is nothing more than filler. Yes. I would have much preferred, for example, let's say a House of Black return here to beat up the acclaimed. That would have made me way more excited. And then you have a House of Black potentially going for the world t- tag titles. Mm. I'm cool with that. That would have been great. Yeah. Uh, and the main event was Chris Jericho versus Tomit Hiro Ishii for the ROH World title. Holy moly. Jericho might be on his best year ever. And he's about, I think he's 52? 52, 53, one of the two. Yeah. Unbelievable. This match was so much fun because all they did, little slapsies. Just little, 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 little this. Are you good at this game, Ollie? No. Oh, you did it. Well done. You get a free slap. <laughs> Do it then. Do it. Why do I, it's, it's a wrong message to send. I don't want to start Let me, make, start let me just make these rings very prominent. Yeah, go ahead. Like this, I feel like slap. this will come back at me in a tribunal. <laughs> do it. You're, you're protruding your yes. finger. Yes, I am. That's not Hit. part of the spirit. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, they did a lot of slapping. <laughs> that was the point of that joke. Um, yeah, because the match just started off. No handshake or anything. Because, you know, it doesn't really exist in Ring of Honor these days. Um, and they just started slapping <laughs> each other around the face. Went on for a good minute. Yeah. It was great. And then there was just chops. And that was about 90% of the match. Yeah, chops and slaps. There were wrestling moves in there. It mm. wasn't like a Suzuki match. People did take bumps. Yeah. There was a power bomb. Ishii took this spike pile driver onto the sorry ddt onto the apron mm. that, was, that was brutal um but it was what everyone's talking about is during the pic i th- think it was in the picture in picture ad break because we yeah. watch the fight feed so we we get everything uh we don't get our breaks which is awesome we can watch the whole match jericho is chopped and he cowers in the corner yeah with his back to the camera for quite some time mm-hmm. ishii's walking around he t- he stands up and he has cut them bleeding. Yes. That to me says it's a blade job. Yes. Or a blood capsule. I yes. don't know. I hope I a blood capsule. Yes, I agree. One of the two. Um, very unique idea, I think. I can't believe I've not seen it before. Yeah, because we've seen people bleed from chopping. Legit. <laughs> but like but like it's like a wet. Yeah, and it's like a, it's like a little bit that's yeah. just kind of seeped out at the top. This was gushing blood. This was Ric Flair's forehead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But blading your chest is such a unique idea. I really like it. I don't know. The way blading works is there is a particular mm. uh, vein or artery, I don't know, 
uh, on your forehead, which gushes, mm. and you can you can knock it open relatively easily, uh, and it just bleeds everywhere. Where's that on your chest? I don't know. Could very well That's be. That's why a, a I think capsule. it's a blood capsule. Totally, it could like be. It, you know, he smeared it. I was like, how's so much blood coming out? Of? Mm. I've waxed my chest. That doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's possible. Either way, it was a very cool visual. Oh yeah, it's great. It was great, uh, and it kind of just added an extra layer to the match of just like, wow, this is really physical. Mm-hmm. This is great, um, and I I really enjoyed. You mentioned in your um, edited review of Ishii selling is just wonderful. The fact that there isn't some sometimes really adds to when there is. So when he does a German suplex and he's like, oh God, I can't get back on my feet. It really adds to it. Then he does a lion, uh, lion, lion salt. Goodness me, I was going to say lion tamer. Incorrect. Uh, does a lion salt onto him and then he kicks out a one and fires up. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's like, I love Ishii so, so much. And it just astounds me to this day how he still surprises me mm. because like surely there's only so many no cells you can do but in this one yeah it's no sell off a, G- a german suplex no sell off another german suplex and then well he tries to stand up and mm-hmm. then he falls down yeah i'm like oh that's great the kick out like then you have a near fall and he kicks out at one off of that lion's soul and i just thought I- i'm just in awe of this guy's mm. selling I- it's brilliant and then at the end He's in a uh, the the walls of Jericho, but it's Ishii's own thick neck, which doesn't really exist. It's like this, it's just it's just his sh- shoulders really. He powers out of that, mm. and Jericho's like, nope, 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 with the elbow, and he puts him in a lion tamer, and Ishii has the most awesome tap out, middle finger to Jericho, mm-hmm. tap tap tap, while still maintaining the middle finger. Yeah, yeah. It was still out while he tapped, which was great. Um, yeah, I, I really, really like this match. And I love that in terms of that uh, selling from Ishii, it's basically just like anime where you, <laughs> you're just driven by willpower yes, and yeah, motivation. Yeah. And that's enough fuel to just go and you power up. That's great. That's amazing. How can you not buy into that? Lion's pride is mm. what New Japan call it. Yeah. The uh, and uh, on top of that, you've got the commentators doing a great job of putting over this 25 year history with these two mm. guys. That when Chris Jericho was in Japan, Ishii was like a young boy. Mm. I, th- I just can't imagine Ishii as a young person. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't. He existed, he was born as he is now <laughs> yeah, yeah. with his boots on and everything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Fantastic main event. Uh, loved it. I thought this was a great episode. And then at the end, really Jericho goes for Ian Riccoboni, the ROH commentator, as his his mission against the promotion. But Claudio just... Whoosh, slap. One slap knocked him down. Yeah. Probably would have thought... as it like a, a, a show-closing angle? Maybe a bit more than just a slap. But also, there's been 17,000 slaps in the match, so it's just another one of those. So I, 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 it wasn't terrible. I, I liked it because it was like... Just one slap from Claudio. Mm, yeah. And he blindsided him. So it was like, it, you, yeah. and you want to position Claudio as the, the face here. Mm. I thought it was good. Yeah, that's fair. Probably the final battle main event you'd expect yeah. next month. Which I'm sure will be fun. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. Great show. Really good. Really like this. Uh, it's a little bit of a uh, reset from Full Gear. Lots of things that were paid off at Full Gear. We got elements of new things. And a lot of things that we wanted answers to, we didn't, but we got questions mm. and we're still intrigued about it. Um, 
lots of stuff to be excited for. Like the Thunder Rosa, Rolling and Jamie Hayes being um, uh, official champion now is exciting. One and fewer having, title. Yeah, one fewer title in, in AW. We'll get there eventually. Um, and just having, like, obviously the Elite Death Triangle stuff was incredible. Ricky Starks winning and setting up the MJF uh, story. The Moxie Danielson stuff. Uh, the main event of Jericho Ishii. Like, it was so much to enjoy on this show. House of Black came back. Yeah. So much to enjoy in this show and so much to be looking forward to going forward, which I think is a, a arguably a more important element of their programming right now yeah. is to make people excited. And this made people excited. Exactly. Thumbs I, up. I think the last two months we can look back at it as it was just all fallout from what happened. Mm -hmm. All the major main uh, event storylines had to be rewritten and fudged around. But this was the new reset, and yeah. it just this this felt like the AW I love. Mm, absolutely, so just enormously happy for it. Yeah. Before we get into your remaining Omega chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get them in. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars before the end of the show. Let's say a big thank you to our wonderful moderating team. Woo. Amanda. Andy. Brandon. Chris. Devon. Jalen. John. Les. Paul. Rob. Sean. That's thank everybody. You. you said that like there were more. You didn't go like, and Sean. And Sean. There we go. Amazing. Uh, who is Les Paul? Les Paul? They're two different people here, but I feel yeah. like Les Paul is... Is it like Logan Paul's other brother? <laughs> Les Paul? I, I feel like I've heard his name before. Anyway. Uh, it's Les Dennis. So you're thinking of. Dennis. Mm. Uh, well, let's get into your chats once I can find them. Oh, I gave the episode 80%, by the way. I... So what would like you it. give out of five? If it's possible to give a low five, I would. Because it was it was great, and I love pretty much everything on this show. Apart from the acclaimed and the Jeff Jarrett Daniel stuff. But it's basically a five. I feel like a low like because ze zero counts, because you can give something half a star. Five is the cap. So when you say a low five, it's actually a low four. But I I obviously see ratings different to everybody else. <laughs> For me, this is like a ninety ninety-five percent episode whoa yeah. yeah yeah but to be fair i would be giving a hundred percent to some episodes yeah exactly. whereas you never would you would just be like there's nothing that's that perfect. it's gonna be a flawless i was close goddamn brandy Rhodes didn't have a segment in, in, <laughs> in that cm punk episode oh that was a hundred percent otherwise that cm punk mjf match on dynamite in chicago mm -hmm. that is just a, a perfect episode apart from the brandy Rhodes nonsense segment yeah is that the set? Am I getting two episodes mixed up? Uh, you might be. Who knows? Right, let's go into your Omega chats. Uh, Danny G, member for 15 months. Hi, lads. Punk is in on it, and it is a work. But I've heard that no one has told Larry, so he's legit pissed and currently in talks with Papa Rach. That makes sense to me. Checks out. Uh, Christopher Jazzcat. I love the Diggs and Trios match. It felt like Kenny and the Bucks of old. I haven't watched AEW regularly for a while, but I'll be tuning in for the best of seven. Ishii has always been awesome. Any Ishii versus Goto match is worth going out of your way to see. Absolutely. Yeah, Goto's one of those guys who is 
I, when I first saw him, I was like, this guy's amazing. But then I realized, oh no, he's only amazing against the right opponents. <laughs> so Ishii and Goto, uh, any match they have is terrific. And Goto and Suzuki. I'd I was going to say Goto and Suzuki as well, yeah. Uh, Desmond Williams, first channel, long time watcher. Welcome. Thank you. So Moxley is Simba from Lion King. Yes. Also, what if Roman does the Jimmy beatdown spot? They got EY to quit on Roman Sammy. Did, got Jay to quit. Got Jay to quit on Sammy to play on his relationship with Kevin Owens. Oh, that's nice. Roman does the Jimmy beatdown spot that got Jay to quit on Sammy to play on his relationship with Kevin Owens. That's cool. If he wants to turn on Sammy, that's an interesting way to do it. <laughs> so what, Roman would make Sammy beat up Kevin Owens? No, he'd beat up Sammy to taunt Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, frantic energy. We've shot ourselves into a work. <laughs> Punk versus Omega are all out 2023. Book it, Tony. Mm. I mean, that will be actually huge. I think, no, Punk Stone Cold is the, a much bigger match. It Punk is a much bigger match. Punk versus Cena. You know, there's a yeah. lot of name. Punk versus Roman. Lot, there's loads of big matches. But the biggest match in AEW that you could do is, is a mega punk, I think. That, that would be the biggest match in AW history if they mm. did it. Um, on, a more, on a more less sarcastic <laughs> note, uh, yeah, on a yeah. less sarcastic note, yeah. I'm going to correct that. I'm so glad Tony's championship reign is officially recognized. Well deserved. Keep up the great work, lads. Thank you. Shannon Smith, I don't think Rosa would fly into Chicago just to give up the belt, plus you save her return pop. There is that. I, I, I don't see. <laughs> what? The, the return pop is the return is probably going to be after February. It's not like she's coming back anytime soon if she just relinquished the championship belt. And I think flying in to properly relinquish your championship belt, the thing that should mean more to you than anything, is definitely worthy of a flight. Uh, capitalist, pure speculation. Could this Bow Wow Jade thing be leading to Sasha Mercedes showing up? After all, he's very close to Snoop Dogg, who's the IRL cousin of her, and AEW rarely focuses this hard on Twitter interactions, i.e. the angle of these concerts. So we're saying that Jay doesn't like Bow Wow, so Bow Wow will get into it with, with Snoop Dogg, and he'll get Snoop Dogg on his side, and then Snoop Dogg will also recruit Mercedes Venado on his side, so then Mercedes Venado will have beef with Jay Cargo. Is that what we're yes. saying? Is that yeah. the, that's the story? Lil Bow Wow would be like... Well, I've got a partner in the mixed gender tag thing against Jade and Mark Sterling. I think it might be too many steps to get there. Oh, yeah. But I reckon you can play this clip back when I'm wrong and you can say, haha, told you so. It's, uh, it's, it's not a good way to do it. It's yeah, a, it's I, a I, way I to so. do it, but it is not a good way to bring Sasha Banks into yep. AEW. Danny G, don't be fooled. He's just the regular Jake Hager <laughs> with a stupid cheap hat. I want it. <laughs> but he's got a new hat. <laughs> uh, Jared Hazelwood, I saw on Twitter someone saying that AEW is close to our living Smoky Mountain wrestling. Outliving. Out. To outliving Smoky oh, Mountain Oh, okay. Wrestling. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And asking how much that bothers Jim Cornette. What do you all think? Of course, Jim Cornette used to run Smoky Mountain Wrestling mm -hmm. and book it in the early 90s. And from what I understand, it was financially never viable. Mm. So as much as he does talk a big game, and you know, I respect his opinion on a lot of things, although he does have a lot of things I don't agree with. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, he has never, never even come close to achieving the success AEW has. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, so AEW will be outliving Smoky Mountain Wrestling unless it goes under business. It goes out of business tomorrow, mm. I think. Um but yeah, it's uh, an interesting factoid. Uh, and finally here from Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. My one for Ollie. From the scripts, Philly... Scripts! 
video you put, you meant uploaded yesterday. If you haven't seen it, me and Pete did a, a rare NXT reaction video on Reggie's new gimmick in NXT, Reginald's new gimmick, scripts. Scripts. Which we've decided possibly is the most absurd debut of the year. It is dumb, isn't it? Uh, you mentioned an S-word mask and said you work with Tempest. Are you reigniting a feud here, or do you honestly think Tempest mask sucks? Also, Hager hat or Pete hat. Pete should remember LIW for life. Well, I did say that to anger you in the moment. But you... Yeah, and then I just agreed with you. <laughs> it's all right, because uh, I, I'm, I'm mildly upset with Tempest right now because he lost the championship, and it was going to be me versus Tempest at Survivor Series for the oh. championship. But now, because he lost the belt, I can't fight for the championship. Him losing the championship has negatively affected me. And that's very selfish of him. Mm. That's what I think, anyway. So we're going to be fighting for the number one contendership instead. Because my boy know, Luke's got whatever. it. T-A-D, J-T-J. And finally for now, Noah Fortner, just put in a five-star match in the kitchen for Thanksgiving. Uh, just put in a five-star match in the kitchen for... Th oh, right, Thanksgiving. Thanks for everything you guys do, lads. How's Pokemon going, Pete? Good. It's fun. I'm enjoying it. And the Pokemon are good. Because... Because you, your starter Pokemon was um, was Horbunny, wasn't it? Nope. That's also not a Pokemon. Bukaki? No. A squ squirt. Oh. That is one. Not the correct generation, though. Mm. No. What generation are we on now? Nine. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. quite a lot, isn't it? Mm. Is it? Is it nine? It's nine. Thank you very much for joining us here today and for all your wonderful Omega chats. Please do click the subscribe button. And hey, if you haven't seen it, go over and see mine and Pete's Screeps video <laughs> on the other on the WrestleTalk channel. That was fun, wasn't it? We laugh a lot. Watch me very come. stupid. <laughs> not an ad for the video. It's not what happens in the video. No, no, that, we do. That is a big part of the video. We quote his promo. We do quote his promo. Which says, watch me come. Yep. But don't, we're not going to, we're not saying that that is what happens in the, it's go, not, go watch the video. It's not spelt the right way. Well, at least not how I would spell it, Terry. Yeah. But thank you very much <laughs> for joining us here today. Uh, see you next time, which is tomorrow, Blackpool Combat Club. Subscribe so you know when that goes live. Jam that jam. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 